Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Beyond the Bazaar. I'm Brianna. I'm Sarah. And we're back with a very special episode this week. Um, this week we have an actual ghost story um, being told to us, well, ghost encounter being told to us from our friend Matt. Hi everybody, I'm Matt. Um, I like long walks on the beach in the moonlight. Um, so if anyone's interested, I uh, just... Get with Brianna. She knows how to contact me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm cracking up. She I didn't think you'd actually it, say it. Oh my God. I'm so I, happy. I, I, I have no regrets. I have no regrets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I'm, I, I know a few, um, around a month or so ago, you went to the um, Exchange Hotel in Gordonsville, Virginia. Uh, yes. It was. Um, Some uh, I think it was August twenty seventh. I could be completely wrong on it. Um, mm-hmm. It was a Saturday towards the end of August. <laughs> was it like sweltering hot? Because you know, like of course, in the summer and it's humid, you're just like sweating buckets, and your clothing sticks to you like out of nowhere. Uh, that's how I would tell it's summer or whenever. <laughs> Um, it's, uh, it was, it was definitely warm. It wasn't mm-hmm. sweltering warm. Um, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. We went there, uh, went there with, um, RSVP Roanoke. It is a local, um, a, a local paranormal group. Ooh, that's um, awesome. Yeah. It's actually, um, my sister and a friend named, uh, Diane, um, both pretty much co-run it, um, and my sister's been trying to get me to go with them uh, for a good while. And it finally lined up that I actually had time to. And because uh, ghost investigations, they run a long time. Um, so yeah, I, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it's not like the ghosts come out right away. Like, you know, you, you just have to, like, be patient for activity. So, yeah, I get that. Yeah, and um, they always have a booth um, at Big Lit Comic Con, which is the oh. local comic convention um, mm-hmm. that happens at the Berglund Center in Roanoke. Mm-hmm. Um, happens twice a year. So they always have yeah. a uh, booth there selling some oh. stuff, talking about the ghost group. And, okay, and cool. I'm going to have to check that out if I go to another Big Lick. I've only been once, but I don't remember seeing, I, I guess I just didn't like, you know, pay attention to it, but that's awesome. Yeah, it gets, it, um, it changes location based on however they have the layout, but, uh, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, Big Lick's definitely a lot of fun. I have met a lot of different, uh, celebrities, um, especially this year alone. Um, oh, I, met, like, cool. I think my count is at six and I'm about to go and meet my seventh because uh, I'm going to go hang out with Weird Al in October. Uh, later no way. Oh my that's goodness. So that's amazing. Cool. Yes. It that's what is. people um, dream about. Um, and then watch him in concert and then hang out with mm-hmm. him a little bit more afterwards. That's awesome. That See, is Sarah, so cool. <laughs> Sarah, we know who to bring with us to the um, con when we go. Right? <laughs> yeah. Be like, hey, um, so you know Weird Al. Who else do you know? <laughs> I mean, I did meet like 
some extras from The Walking Dead, and I met the guy who played Ezekiel, like, when I went to that big lit Comic-Con, and mm. I was so upset I didn't get a picture with him. I was just freaking <laughs> out, because, like, oh, my God, hi! Yes, yes, I really think about getting a picture, like, if it wasn't mm-hmm. for, like, when we were at the um, Bigfoot convention, like, it wasn't mm-hmm. for the guy who was with Katie Elizabeth to ask us to take a picture, I would, I would, I forgot I had a phone in my hand. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Like, what is this? Yeah, <laughs> like I took a picture of that author guy, but I just wanted to give him like some cred because like his books looked amazing. So they did, they did. yes. Mm-hmm. It, it always works to help promote those things. Um, right. I like yeah. to think that you know I like to promote people who are trying their best, like going at it. It's awesome. Yeah, and um, Big Lick um, doesn't always have somebody from like Walking Dead there, but. Mm-hmm they usually end up getting like the same uh, zombie that you constantly see. He plays like a multitude of the, the walkers in there. Okay. Uh, awesome. I've, I've seen his name pop up on the guest thing, like two or three times. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one consistent thing that they seem to have each time is mm-hmm. that they do get a, uh, a former power ranger. Uh, oh, which nice. that brings me back to my childhood. And I've met almost every mm-hmm. single one of them that has come. Um, I ended up having to skip one because it was in the dead middle of the pandemic and I was Mm -hmm. not going to the convention, Um, which which is kind of sad because it was one of the, uh, one of the originals um, and Mm -hmm. uh, I ended up missing out. It was the second Pink Ranger. Um, oh no! How did I know he was going to say that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't care how big the plague is. If the original Pink Ranger is there, I'm there. Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> she was awesome. I, it would have been really great to be able to meet uh, the original Yellow Ranger, Twee Trang, but unfortunately yeah, she absolutely. passed away back in like 2001. Uh, she did. Yeah, I reading about her. It was uh-huh. it was sad. Um, but mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, I have met uh, the original Green Ranger, um, oh. the um, second Black Ranger, Johnny Young Bosch. Um, the original Green Ranger was Jason David Frank. Oh, okay. Um, got pictures. I've got pictures with all the Power Rangers that I've met. Um, I've That's met, awesome. Uh, the original Red Ranger, Austin St. John. I've met oh, cool. uh, the original Black Ranger, uh, Walter Jones. Uh-huh. Um, I met uh, Dante Basco. Um, for those who don't know, he played the voice of Zuko in Avatar: The Last Airbender and Rufio and Hook. I loved Avatar: The Last Airbender. And two promotions for things that need to be seen by like everybody. Dante mm-hmm. Basco has a movie out um, that you can find on YouTube called mm-hmm. Awesome Asian Bad Guys. Oh, um, he basically cut a bunch of uh, different asian uh actors from various like 80s things and a lot of them happened to play bad guys uh, <laughs> and did this really goofy goofy over the top movie oh my um, god that sounds amazing <laughs> johnny young bosch um had done a movie called arc exodus hmm. um it's really good um they did a lot of that work like literally the day they filmed those scenes um mm-hmm. And he did like a lot of the special effects and stuff over like a three month period. Okay. Um, 
Okay, so, okay. Oh, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love you. I love you dearly, but we do have to get on the get back on yes, <laughs> Guys, I hope you enjoyed learning about Power Rangers cuz I um I definitely didn't know that much. <laughs> <laughs> they they believe it or not, they all have careers after Power Rangers. <laughs> that's what that's I was good. But, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Those it are is. just some of the celebrities I've met uh, this year and last year. But he just but casually says some of them. <laughs> right? Like I, I said, like... I, in, I go to the cons and I go to expect mm-hmm. to meet, you know, some people. And mm-hmm. I met like four the last time I was there, but uh, four different celebrities. <laughs> I can't wait till we can go to a con. I'm, <laughs> that's a great thought. The next one right. is, should be in February, I think. Okay. <laughs> cool. All right, Matt, so with the Exchange Hotel, you want to go ahead and give us some history on it? Yeah. So back in 97, A&E and the History Channel actually had named it the 15th most haunted location in America. Oh, snap. Okay. Yeah, I didn't even know that one until... Right. You never really hear... I mean, we're (laughs) in Virginia, and I didn't hear about this. I'm like, I'm shocked. Okay. Yeah, I didn't, I'd never even heard of this place until uh, I went there, but essentially Mm -hmm. um, it used to be kind of a tavern type thing, and the the owner of it, um, trying to locate his name here, uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, it's uh, like we said, it's located in in Gordonsville, Virginia, it's about... Mm -hmm. Two and a half hours, roughly, from Roanoke, about th- maybe 30 minutes from, from Charlottesville. Mm-hmm. And okay. the guy who owned it mm-hmm. um, had owned a tavern, and mm-hmm. the tavern had burned down under mysterious circumstances. Mm-hmm. He collected the insurance money, and he built the Exchange Hotel in mm-hmm. 18, uh, 1860. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just you know it was just as uh, the civil war um was getting ready to start and everything so mm-hmm. it got commandeered mm-hmm. and it got turned into a hospital basically okay. and it, they treated both uh southern and northern troops oh okay. that's so, interesting yes yeah, so all right and in the confederacy were there yeah. yeah and there was uh in one year alone they treated uh um, 23,000 there wow. and about 6,000 of them were admitted in just one month so they saw Jeez. a lot of traffic yeah absolutely yeah, so can you imagine like the amount of death too yeah, yeah. they actually um, the fields just behind the hotel became a garden of graves oh my god would eventually claim a harvest of more than 700 soldiers that's verbatim from their website Wow. That's insane. So, so after everything, um, I don't know exactly when, but they did end up ultimately digging up mm. um, the 700 something uh, plus soldiers um, and moving mm-hmm. them to various like uh, graveyards and, and things like that. Well, that's good because like piling a bunch of people like, you know, in on top of each other, like yeah. and just like the backyard that's 
of course, like the spirits would be unrested and disgruntled. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, excuse me, like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> like, like, hey, there's like no room in here. I have no yeah, elbows. Yeah, you're space. sitting on my face, <laughs> on my your elbows and my and my ribs. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, it's literally in my ribs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, they did have a. Uh, uh, a tent kind of thing set up about a mile down the road uh, mm-hmm. where they treated their um, essentially where they treated their like highly infectious people with smallpox mm. various, various yeah. things mm-hmm. uh, one of the doctors would walk that mile and he would um, change into uh, different uh kind of different gear to try and best protect himself from it mm-hmm. and he would treat the patients he could mm-hmm. um, I do not know the numbers on how many of those may have died um, I believe mm-hmm. they're counted amongst the soldiers mm-hmm. and um, he would walk the mile back and he would change back before he entered the regular hospital mm-hmm. and um, inside the museum they have different things about what actually, you know, took place in that building. Like they have the old operating table, which still has the oh. stains on it. Oh, um, they have How a, uh, yeah. Um, and I they put a mirror it. underneath it. Cause, <laughs> mm-hmm. it, cause that how many times they operated on the table, it actually mm-hmm. soaked through the wood. So they have a mirror right. on the floor so you can look at it a lot easier. Oh, wow. Um, they have a bunch of different relics up, weapons, things like that. They have a war room. Um, after the war got turned into a Freedmen's Bureau and mm-hmm. that lasted uh, from 65 to 70 and mm. they trained you know um, a lot of the freedmen as uh, you know with student teaching and a bunch of like trades and things like that um, and they even had the, the school room and stuff like that the yeah. place actually consists of three buildings um the main the main hotel the mm-hmm. kitchen house which has two rooms above it and the kitchen down below mm-hmm. um generally it's not available on the tour from what they mm-hmm. told us mm-hmm. however we had full access to it of course that's awesome and, um they also had the train depot um, mm-hmm. which unfortunately we only had access to the outside of it because they were remodeling the inside and it was a little too dangerous to let anyone in there. Mm-hmm. And it got uh, popularized because a lot of the um, slaves um, were actually, they would cook fried chicken at the kitchen house and they would run out to um, the actual tracks. The reason it was called the exchange was mm-hmm. because the railroad would run right by it and people who were swapping trains or needed to rest or whatever during it would stop at the hotel. So if they mm-hmm. didn't get off, um, the slaves at the time would bring like baskets of chicken and sell yeah. them to the and passengers. That, and, that that chicken, oh, okay. and that chicken, I knew Matt, you were telling me that the that chicken there was the best fried chicken you ever had in your life. Um, oh, was that like oh, the same recipe? <laughs> yeah, right? I want to know. Yeah, so... Um, the chi- the chicken is actually there's a there's this little like stand on the property that actually claims it is the best fried chicken in the world. Oh, I bet. And I've had a lot of different fried chicken, and this was some of the 
best fried chicken I ever had. Obviously, it's not probably not the same recipe. There's a local um, local restaurant that actually uh, sells it called the Ice House, which used to be an actual old ice house. Okay. Oh. Um, and um, they can they can still safely you know claim that <laughs> that's the best. <laughs> it was really good. I had the uh, fried chicken and I had fried flounder. Oh, oh, that sounds a couple of the of sides, then they were just it was just my, an amazing meal. My foodie heart just leapt up. So, <laughs> right now, was there some collard greens? And Everyone's gonna take a half hour ride up to Gordonsville. Just uh, Sarah now put together. I'm hungry now. <laughs> yeah, cornbread. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know if they actually had cornbread on the menu. Oh, they might, the but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I know I make some pretty good cornbread, but anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and when when uh, the slaves were freed and everything, they actually, uh, a lot of them still ran the kitchen house and mm-hmm. still made money off of the, off of the um, passengers on the trains. They would, there was pictures of them uh, actually with baskets of fried chicken, carrying them up and holding them up uh, to the mm-hmm customers in the windows and this was um i can't remember exactly when they said it was but they did this up until you know because at the time trains did not have dining cars at the time right. yeah. mm-hmm. um, so so they did actually um do that uh for for quite a while and uh mm-hmm. like i said there's pictures of them of them doing it it was really cool to see yeah, I'm gonna have to work there. with that. That sounds really neat. Um, their wet, their main website actually is like um, a picture of some of them carrying mm-hmm. like baskets of the fried chicken over to the trains. Awesome. Um, it, yeah, it's really cool. Um, mm-hmm. Now there were some we uh, we didn't want to go in a hundred percent blind because honestly, you need to know exactly where to put the cameras and put the mics and where you really need to focus the investigation on. Um, mm-hmm. We had the run of the place from 7 p.m. until midnight. Um, oh. And uh, so we pretty much got to do whatever. And I sent Brianna some pictures I actually took uh, for my mm-hmm. cell phone. Uh, and I took my regular camera, which I don't have those uploaded. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, it's a very unique looking building. And there's a lot of history there. It is and, very unique. I'm sorry to interrupt, but yeah. it just gives me that like Southern charm feeling. I know that like both the Union and the Southern soldiers and everything were like, you know, treated together. But it just like has that wraparound porch and it just like screams Southern to me, you know, <laughs> if that makes sense. It does. I it, get it. Yeah, it, it definitely <laughs> does. Um and the building, for the most part, is, as far as I tell them from what they told us, was still structurally pretty much the same building. It has been run mm-hmm. down. It's been open and closed multiple times. And, mm-hmm. um, and then the, um, the historical society um, group that's there, I do not remember their entire uh their entire name but uh mm-hmm. but they actually um oh here it goes uh it's right here in front of my face uh historic <laughs> gordonsville inc they're mm-hmm. a, uh they're a non-profit and they basically run it and back into the keeping the place up and running that's great and, um 
Yeah, and they told us some of the, uh, like I said, we didn't want to go blind in it. We wanted to know, okay, which mm-hmm. room should we, you know, focus a lot on and everything. And they told us a few little ghost stories, um, mm-hmm. some, some experiences they had, some experiences some of the guests had, um, other uh, ghost hunting groups that, that have gone there and things like that. The, mm-hmm. main, the main one that they told us about was um, this woman named Anna. She was in charge of the slaves in the uh, kitchen house and everything. Mm-hmm. And apparently she was a very strict kind of, kind of meanish, could be kind of meanish woman. Mm-hmm. Um, they told us um, one about the, the original owner, the builder of the place, um, the one whose tavern mysteriously burned down. Um, that uh, there was a story about one of his, uh, his like his youngest son or one of his younger sons or whatever had um, got hit by the train. Um, oh. There was one about uh, one of the, uh, and this, uh, yeah, the ones with the kids that, that was, both were really sad. Um, there was one mm-hmm. story they told us that because um, it, it, you know, being one of the old, those older type houses, they have the the door mm-hmm. um, that's kind of sitting there in the middle. It's like the second floor. It's sitting in the middle. There's no stairs, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so they can like easily chuck whatever out into the yard. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, from what they told us, they had heard stories about a young slave boy about round 14 um jumped out of it and hung himself and they tried to they tried to rush to him but it was unfortunately too late um so yeah there there was definitely some really sad um sad stories and stuff traumatic death yeah yeah that's what makes you know spirits hang around is that's very scary yes that's definitely well Suppose it true. I said this is true. Mm-hmm. I believe it's true. So I don't care. Right. I mean, I do yeah. too. Like, <laughs> I do. Yeah. Um, so there's a, like I said, a lot of history. There's mm-hmm. definitely been a lot of a lot of death there. Definitely mm-hmm. a lot of different like spirits and activity. Um, so we didn't want to get too spoiled on like every like detail or whatever. We need to ask for Anna. We need to ask about the boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, obviously whichever one of the 700 plus soldiers that decided to talk to us. Um, right. <laughs> so we kind of broke up into groups. We had one person who was um, essentially monitoring the, the cameras. Um, we only, we only had uh, three cameras set up in the main building. Um, one on the third floor, uh, one at the second floor and one um, on the main, f- uh, the main floor. And then we had recording devices kind of placed without, we had one person who was kind of going, uh, generally going through by themselves um, in different rooms. We had another person doing the same thing. And then we kind of split the, um, into two groups of two for the rest of us. A mm-hmm. um, couple of them went into the kitchen house. Um, I went with my sister and we sat out on the picnic table um, where uh, the person that was there from the historic society told us that they had heard, you know, a lot of different stuff. So we went out there, we sat at the picnic table, um, 
and we just talking and we had the spirit box. Um, for those who don't know, spirit box allows you to hear mm -hmm. um, what's kind of being said real time instead of waiting until you listen to the recording. Yeah, later. yeah, until you play it back. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. I like um, that. And it, and it runs on like radio frequency, so it's constantly mm -hmm. channeling through, and um, it'll pick up different frequencies in the air, basically. I have and a quick. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I just have a question. What's the difference between like an EMF and that exactly? Because I know EMF, it picks up frequencies. Is that correct, essentially? Um, they're kind of similar. Um, EMF mm -hmm. um, is an electromagnetic field. Mm -hmm. uh, essentially, you're picking up like electric, uh, electricity kind mm -hmm. of variations and stuff. With the spirit box, um, it's like an actual recorder and it can even record audio. Mm. So it's like having a, like if you've seen ghost hunters or any of those ghost hunting shows, they'll normally have like at least a, some type of tape recorder kind of looking thing. Right. Uh, okay. With the difference being with the spirit box, it's very similar to that. However, you mm -hmm. can actually like hear things on it, like voices and words. Oh, all right. Uh, a little bit. <laughs> more uh real time basically yeah very humbling it sounds like <laughs> and uh so we had we had a recorder we had the spirit box which also could record mm -hmm. and we asked different questions while we were out there at the picnic table and um one of the questions we asked was if we were to actually dig anywhere here on the property next to this tree stump or this picnic table, um, would we find any, any bodies? And mm -hmm. the slow grumble, yes, kind of came through. There, there's oh. my best guess. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> that's kind of what some of it sounded like. Mm -hmm. um, and we, we kept asking uh, some questions. Um, I asked about the little boy that died on the train tracks. I was, I was curious. Um, I was like, so we heard that a boy died on the train tracks. Is that mm -hmm. boy here? There was a voice that kind of uh, clearly said, yes, he died. Um, and we tried to get some more information, probably, you know, try to speak to the boy or whatever, if he was there, but no, it was just this guy's voice. He just said, yes, he died. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, we asked a few other random questions trying to figure out, you know, who it was. And we got a few maybes. We got um, some other yeses, some nos. Um, mm -hmm. And taking a picture, there's this old, like, kind of fire pit that was kind of, like, covered over and whatnot. And the weirdest thing, I took a picture with my phone. And my phone has a really great camera on it. Really great night shots and everything. But yeah. it came out foggy while I'm looking at this old thing I was like okay that's weird it was not foggy at all mm -hmm. um I my regular camera my uh my digital camera and took it a little angle in the same direction slight angle and there was no fog no smoke nothing mm -hmm. my got hers went to a different angle nothing on her phone so um, one of the ones that went into the kitchen house had come out, met us, and I told her, you know, exactly where I was. She took out her phone, same position. She got the fog and the smoky look. She took mm -hmm. out her camera, stepped off a little bit to the side, 
clear as clear as night. So, um, so I decided to ask it: Is there something here blocking my shot, my photo? And there's this very clear, distinct yes. I was like, okay, mm -hmm. then. <laughs> it's rude. <laughs> okay, it works. I still have the the photos. I don't know if I sent them to you. No, um, no, no you didn't. Definitely send those. I'll definitely put them up on. <laughs> Put them up so everyone can yeah. see them. There, there yeah, was, I want to see them. It was rather, it was rather eerie uh, having that kind of happen. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. And then so me and my sister um, and uh, TJ, who was in the group, um, we decided to go back uh, into the kitchen house, um, and we're just kind of looking around on the bottom floor. We're not really getting any response on the spirit box, so we end up going to uh to the bedrooms upstairs right above the main entrance um there's one there's a bathroom and then right next to that there's one room and that's where we hung out most of the time uh, <laughs> is that someone's cat <laughs> yes. that is my cat kindly adding to the eeriness about literally what I'm about. Oh, like you. hey hey dad there's there's something here <laughs> yeah that one is uh is my little uh, little daddy's boy cat. Uh, he's a, he he loses me and he gets all sad. Uh, but uh, yes, yeah, so and it, that's a perfect timing too because of the the story I'm about to say. So we're in that room. Mm -hmm. um, we start off with my sister sitting on this kind of like old school like two seater couch thing, and. Um, kind of like a bench with a cushion on it basically and she was getting some responses on it um could she could feel a presence sitting on it with her mm. uh, she moved over to uh one of the beds and um we went over there and everything and got some answers about the fact that they didn't like the fact she moved and left them so we tried to coax it to come over and sit on the bed with her and I'm standing there at the bed. My back is to the open door and you kind of, uh, and I want to say it was about maybe five feet from the, from the railing of the stairs. I kept catching something out of the corner of my eye. Yeah. The mm. dark tricks on you. We had all the lights off and everything. Um, mm. but, but yeah, I kept catching something like it was walking past me heading down the stairs i turned mm. around there there was nothing there um mm. kept feeling that there was a presence of something sitting on the stairs um just where their head was peeking um through the railing oh and you kind of get that vibe that there was something sitting there watching us and i kept mm -hmm. walking over, there's nothing there nobody playing pranks or anything uh, we didn't see any shadows but on that but you could kind of feel something was watching us and I'm standing there and I get poked um, in my arm twice. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, <laughs> I look around, there's nobody behind me. Oh, man. I, um, I start walking over to the uh, AC vent, just thinking maybe it was the AC. Mm -hmm. um, and it's at a diagonal from where I am. I have my hand mm -hmm. up. I'm not feeling any air until mm -hmm. I walk directly in front of it. Then I walk, kind of go back to the, the angle I was at originally couldn't feel anything. I go back to it. I get poked two more times. Mm. I ask, 
is there something here poking me trying to get my attention? Mm. And there's a very audible yes. Couldn't figure out what they wanted. <laughs> um, <laughs> times and didn't get anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we heard, um, and this is, you know, perfect timing on my cat's part. We heard a meow. On oh, the oh. <laughs> and, interesting. Yeah. And we, um, so I started asking questions. I'm like, is there a cat here with us? Right. Very distinct. Yes. And I, I started going into to like uh, different things with the questions. And one of the questions I asked was, is the cat guarding your spirits? Hmm. There was a distinct yes. Interesting. And I tried to get the name Let's of the cat. See. Yeah, because, um, you know, old Egyptian mythology and things like that, cats are the guardians yeah, of, yes. of the uh-huh. dead and the souls. Mm-hmm. And um, so I tried to get the cat's name. And we got a uh, kind of a partial name that uh-huh. I kind of cut out. It was like Chess. Uh, and then it was like, okay. Um, mm-hmm. And we stayed a little bit longer and we got... Um, some more stuff we found out that anna was present there um oh. although she didn't speak to us um there was this male mm-hmm. voice that we kept hearing saying that anna was there mm-hmm. it could have been like one of the soldiers maybe yeah. it's possible it could have been one of the soldiers it could have been one of the the slaves she oversaw yeah um, mm-hmm. we didn't get a very distinct thing there <laughs> and um <laughs> And uh, there goes my cat again. Science <laughs> <laughs> wants to make his voice heard too. Yeah, he, he got all podcast. stirred up because of the ghost cat. <laughs> and, uh, so we, uh, so one point, um, I want to say it was in, I can't remember exactly where, but I think it was in the the kitchen house. Um, mm-hmm. I asked for I asked for a name of one of the voices we had heard. And it clearly came out and said Seth. Oh. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. We mm-hmm. didn't get a last name or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, we go in, uh, we, we finally um, leave after being in there for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. I had gone off to the other bedroom for a little bit and got some recordings on my phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't fully listened to them yet. A friend of mine kind of listened to some of them and said he heard some kind of some stuff in it. Um, hmm. so I need to actually sit down and listen to see what I might've gotten on my phone. <laughs> um, but did we y'all, um, do, did y'all like do like any, like, um, like research to see if you could find if anyone named Seth actually lived there or worked there? Mm-hmm. Actually, um, we didn't, but okay. the person from the historic, um, uh, group actually did. Cause I went in, uh, when we got, went mm-hmm. back inside, I, I told her, I'm like, okay, we got to. This is what we heard. We, you know, we heard a ghost cat. We heard the name Anna um, being talked about. We heard a name, a guy's name named Seth. Mm-hmm. And I told her, she's like, oh, interesting. I've never heard that name before. Mm-hmm. And so we go off doing our, uh, doing our thing, going to different rooms and stuff. And he is really, really trying. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> This will make a very interesting podcast episode. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> so we, we go through, we start doing some more stuff. I go back um, and, uh, and talk to her. She goes, oh, I contacted my sister. 
she dug up some papers from the war. There was a there was a Seth who died on the property who was a soldier. Oh my gosh, I oh. bet Seth was the one who's probably telling y'all all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. We had a couple different voices. Um, I can't mm-hmm. remember which one was telling us about the cat, which one was telling us about Anna, which one was just you know, mm-hmm. answering. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, so so there was actually a Seth who died on the property during the war. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to say, I can't remember the, the last name, but I think she said it was pulled up as Seth Grady or Seth O'Grady. Um, mm-hmm. So definitely... Um, uh, definitely kind of an Irish sounding last yeah, name. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Yeah, and, Indeed, yeah. <laughs> and um, in one of the uh, Union brigades, um, it was the 60, 69th regiment or something like that, and it was called the Irish Brigade, and it was a bunch of Irish, um, this, uh, Irish ancestors, uh, people with mm-hmm. Irish ancestry and stuff that joined mm-hmm. it for the union and was was battling the south um so it's possible he was probably one of those yeah definitely it <laughs> sounds like it yeah we went into uh i went into some of the rooms up upstairs um by myself and got some interesting like noises and uh and some voices and whatnot um one of them got a little i would i would say a little little pissy that I was bothering him. I think he was probably sleeping or something. Mm, <laughs> cranky. Did, uh, exactly. He was very cranky. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the rooms um, clearly was saying my sister's name over and over again. Oh. Um, Cause we're trying to get, we're just trying to get him to say somebody's name and yeah. oh, okay. my sister's name. And uh, it was like, well, um, you, you, you definitely apparently have a fan. Right? <laughs> Paranormal crush. <laughs> like the stuff you read in fiction. <laughs> exactly. Hilarious. Uh, we yeah. did we did get um some other stuff. Uh I don't know if all of the uh recordings have been um been gone over yet. Um all the videos mm-hmm. been gone over yet or not. I know my sister uh went over to um to her co-runners uh house and they did listen to some and she sent me one and you can clearly hear it and this will um probably freak sarah out a little bit more than brianna (laughs) but there was a clear name you can hear us in the background but there was a clear Mm -hmm. male voice going sarah sarah (laughs) sarah Uh uh-huh they never told us you know a name of of sarah (laughs) or anything it was just kind of it's uh, me in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad my name is not. I'm glad my name is like. I mean, my name is not. It's not. I don't think it's like mm-hmm. new by any means, but <laughs> it's not as classic as <laughs> right. Like yours hasn't been around since the biblical age. Thanks, right? mom and dad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and there's some other stuff that can be heard on 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 some of it. Um, we had a. Uh, you definitely could, you know, feel some president uh, presence in some of the rooms. Not presidents, uh, presence. Um, I am not a crook. <laughs> uh, Lincoln was uh, was a ghost elsewhere, but um, oh, but yeah. So the thing, um, one of the things we caught, um, we didn't really catch it 
on our cameras just because we only had three and it wasn't in that particular room. Mm -hmm. But one of the rooms was kind of set up kind of like a, it was kind of like a dining hall kind of vibe. And they Mm -hmm. had a velvet rope up. And we're sitting there, we're talking with the the store people um, and they have a big screen with security cameras everywhere. And um, TJ looks over and he goes, uh, do you see that? And we look, I look over and on one of the screens, it shows the velvet rope starts swinging by itself. Oh, and uh, they go, that actually yeah, happens right. quite a bit. Um, can't, uh, we haven't been able to explain it, uh, but, but that definitely happens quite a bit. And they said one night that they were there, um, there's like two, two doors into where they keep the security cameras and stuff. And mm-hmm. one of the doors ended up rattling like someone was really trying to get in and nobody else was there on the property. They were telling us the story. And I was just like, it didn't happen while we were there. I mean, the doors were open, but mm-hmm. they were telling us about it. And it was just really cool uh, hearing about it. They said that one point um, in the medical room where that table was, I described, there's some mm-hmm. crutches and stuff flying around. And mm-hmm. one of the crutches which is leaned up against the wall and really couldn't move or anything. One night they said it just slammed in the floor. Oh, just snap. Like jarring. I mean, imagine <laughs> you're just working or whatever, um, just walking by and then just slam like the crutches at the floor. Yeah. I wonder like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Yeah, no, right? Like just a trail of steam behind you, or or not steam, but dust because <laughs> you're running so fast. <laughs> I'm gonna need a Scooby snack to continue my uh, my job for the rest of the night. Yes, <laughs> right. I need to be motivated by food. <laughs> but yeah, it was just it was really cool experience um, hearing mm-hmm. this stuff. Um, feeling the presences and things like that and then you say you caught some glimpses matt did you like see like any full apparitions or just like little glimpses at the corner of your eye type of thing were they shy uh (laughs) voice wise they were uh some of them were not as shy as Mm -hmm. others um right but yeah so no full body apparitions um like i said i don't know what's caught on the on the video itself but mm-hmm. no, no full apparitions or anything. Nothing that took any real like shape. It was mostly shadows. So mm-hmm. out of the corner of my eye, I would, like I said, I would catch out of the corner of my eye this like shadow um, height of a human, but the shadow that kind of ran, uh, walked towards the stairs a couple times, mm-hmm. uh, coming from like the um, the bathroom that was right there across from the stairs. And the way that it kind of looked out of the corner of my eye, it just kept going straight. Like it didn't walk down the stairs. It just went straight over top of them and it disappeared. And I saw it like said a couple times or so. And then we felt like that presence um, kind of just sitting there watching us from the stairs itself. Mm. That's that's so creepy. I'm sorry. Like, I mean, it I can't get you off of your bravery because it couldn't have been. Yeah, there. I mean, oh, I'd be like fascinated. I, I'm just one of those people. I swear, my curiosity could get me killed. Like, I'd I'd want to just learn so much, or just like I don't know, um, like 
get more content as you were trying to do. But in the same sense, I would be so unnerved. <laughs> yes, the fight or flight responses will be conflicting within me. Like I want to stay, but also I want to go. I, I, right? I, I could I could see Brianna the moment if that uh, entity <laughs> just like tapped her on the arm and nobody was there. There's just a smoke trail and there's this right. smoke image of where she used to be that's just like <laughs> perfectly her shape. And right. It just clears and we're just like, wait, where did Brianna go? And there's just right. this like trail of fire because of how quickly she's running and just burning rubber. Yeah. <laughs> right. I will have no souls left on the on my tennis shoes. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I can say I went to West Virginia and I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's the Trans Allegheny uh, Mental Asylum. Yes, I've heard of it. Uh, yeah. Let me just say when I went there, I mean, I didn't hear anything. I didn't like see any kind of apparitions or shadows. I mean, it was a very short tour. I think I was there for only about two hours or so, but I felt like I was watched like, and I just, when I was in certain, like there was a certain room where all the big bads were like the, you know, I guess the top tier bads in the psych ward. Um, that's where I felt like sick to my stomach and like just out of nowhere and just like this is where Batman keeps the Joker when he catches them. <laughs> yeah, like I just the sense of dread and like I even felt anger and I'm like, dude, why am I feeling this way? And it was just like an out of body experience a little bit. So yeah. I mean it's crazy when you feel like you're being watched and stuff. It's yeah. quite the feeling. Um, yeah, it, it, it definitely is. It gets a little unnerving. Mm -hmm. um, and there's, there's various explanations for it, but you kind of have to look for it and test it while it's happening kind of thing. Like when I got yeah. hooked in the arm, I just, the first thing I thought was, okay, it's probably the AC. I went and tested mm -hmm. it. Definitely mm -hmm. not the AC. Uh, but sometimes with like uh, EMFs uh, and electrical wiring and things like that, sometimes it can make you feel that presence as well. But if you don't have like mm -hmm. an EMF reader, you don't see exposed wires and you're not really checking for it. Mm -hmm. um you kind of can't you know say if it is that or if you if it really yeah or present. like if it's your imagination it, going wild as that happens too <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, it could be all kinds of things and it's mm -hmm. kind of one of those you have to be there in the moment when it's happening to mm -hmm. you kind of keep a clear head kind of check to see like if you see a shadow kind of running out of a room or walking out of a room and you feel something on the something looking at you on the stairs the best thing you could do is go look on the stairs mm -hmm. <laughs> take a look and see you know right think, um, if there's something there whether it's you know an actual oh, like some actual creature or if it's you know a um, person or whatever kind of thing yeah isn't like cold chills like cold air associated with it too or is that just like a myth as well because that's something i've you know, I guess I've encountered a little bit is like some cold yeah. spells out of nowhere. Yeah. There's, <laughs> um, yeah, there's essentially cold spots. So you could be in a relatively warm room, but one mm -hmm. particular spot is colder. And um, it could be, it could be a couple things. It could be that 
something's giving you kind of the chills, making you feel colder. And that right. could be a presence that could be or drafty place, of course. Draft, I mean, draft. it's an old place. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you could be legitimately you found an actual cold spot which could just be mm-hmm. maybe that's just kind of where cold air settles whatever it could be a, mm-hmm. the presence of a spirit or something mm-hmm. um one way to See, actually test it would be having some type of like thermometer or something that you can oh, test and see if there's yeah. actually like a difference in the temperatures that way you know whether it's your body's reacting or if there's actually like a cold spot there oh and, good point. Uh, there's a um I don't know if you guys ever seen the show Psych, but there's this one episode where they're investigating a haunting and the character Gus um, is like, I feel a cold spot. There's a cold spot like right here. And he's like testing, (laughs) um, whatever. And Sean, um, who plays the fake psychic for Psych, Mm -hmm. looks at him and goes, oh yeah, there's definitely a cold spot here. Something to that effect. And he whispers to him, you're standing under the AC vent. <laughs> That's um, hilarious. See, yeah. so you can tell who's like the most like adventurous. Ever, I have no like, I mean, I have plenty of like ghost stories, but not any, any to tell from like going to like places that are haunted. Like I just had like experiences mm-hmm. just like living in places or friends or family that have lived in places um, that had um, spirits. Like when I was, um, at Patrick Henry, like, we actually had one of the classroom doors, like, open by itself. Like, we actually, because I sat by the door. And oh. after that day, I sat in the middle of the classroom and never sat by the door. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> right? Um, I, I actually saw the door handle turn. The door just, like, was pulled slowly open. Oh, my it, God. And then it shut back <laughs> shortly, and my teacher standing there looking, and he was, like, young. He was, like, probably the age I am now. Uh-huh. Probably a little younger. And, and he, he was upset. Like, <laughs> no, I got up, and he's, like, he, and he was, like, um, he's, like, we're going to sit down. I was, like, no, I'm not. I'm sitting right here. <laughs> so, I need to know um, if I need to jump out this window in about two seconds. Right, <laughs> right, right. But one house in particular, and I don't really like to talk about it, but mm. I'll go ahead and talk about it since I want to kind of share my own ex- <laughs> my own experience. So it's like it was like back when I was like in high school, and it was actually like really bad. Like so mm. we actually ended up leaving. Um, mm. so there was like a bunch of stuff. My mom, my sister are more sensitive to it than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew when I started experiencing stuff, that's when I knew it was weird. Like it would be like, I would be at the computer and we had like a family computer and I would go to the restroom and I would come back and the, um, computer, like the desk lamp will be off when I knew I had left it on. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. And it, it was, it was, it was just like bad energy mm-hmm. about the place because it was like a duplex, right? Mm-hmm. So it was split. So we lived on one side and other people lived on the other. And when I tell you no one, no one could um, stay in this duplex on the other side, I kid you, no one. Right. Like um, every, they would go in there and they would be so happy. Like the first time I first, when we first moved in, I believe there were, uh, it was a group of um roommates they were school teachers they were all childhood best friends a couple of months later we just started seeing them get into fights and stuff arguments and then next thing we know what they're out in the yard with baseball bats ready to just beat each other down that's, that's crazy. a lot of like negative energy yes yeah yes yeah, so eventually they- sage burning and someone needed to get a cat in there to Right. maybe an exorcism <laughs> right right so um then they move out then this um this girl that i that I had my head went to middle school with. She ended up uh, moving in mm. um, with her family. 
her and her family, you know, they had their ends out, so they were relatively close. Uh, living there for a few months, um, they just started arguing. Her mother was calling her out of her name. The, the Her mom and dad got fighting, and she said it was never an issue. And her bedroom was in the basement, and she said one day she woke up, and she saw, like, a man that was sitting there. Um, she could see straight through him and he was just sitting there he just looked so menacing um, and they ended up moving like after like about f- four to six months um, then this other couple moved in and it was um, it was um, a man it was an interracial couple um, and mm-hmm. you know some people on the street because the side of time we lived on they were a bit against that so they did kind of have some issues with that but um, they were fine coming in and out. Then one night in the middle of the night, we heard like yelling and he was like mm-hmm. fighting her, like throwing her across the yard. She's, oh beat, she's beating down our door for us to let her in. And he's grabbing her. So we call the cops and all this stuff. They come out the next day and they're like not even talking to us um, because mm-hmm. we intervened pretty much. And they came in there. They were talking marriage, talking all this stuff. And then moved in. So you remember I was telling you about that, the couple that lived next door where they were, you know, um, they were very polyamorous. Yeah. Well, they moved in and the other girl took the other woman's husband and kids and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just, it was a lot of negativity. And on our side, like, I'm really really close with my mom. We were like arguing. I was a teenager then, so it was normal. Like, we argued more than we should. And one night, mm-hmm. like, we had, like, a cross that was on our door. The cross had f- fell off and just split into two. So my mom went out. She got, like, this, this like, really, really tall, like, thorough stone one. And we were laying upstairs. We heard, like, this big crash in the middle of the night. And we wake up, and it's on the floor. Only a t- corner of it chipped off. But that was kind of, like, the last little bit. We was like, okay, we got to get out of here because this well, place Well, yeah, is because, like, what would move something like, like, that's a sturdy item to just fall like that. Like, yes. you know. Yes. It was, a, uh, it was a vampire controlling a poltergeist because he could enter the house with that thing. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, hey, ghost, no, he you help the... me out. Exactly, I hate cause... crosses. <laughs> yes, it's like, and it wasn't even, like, I don't think, it, I think it was just, like, the whole strip because the guy next door to us, like, on the right on the left side of us he started mm-hmm. having an affair with the woman who lived on the right side of us and, and okay. then like the couple that was on the right side of us they would fight all the time I think it was just like one um, particular strip that was bad and then we, we, we were in the process of moving out because it got so bad we actually packed up all of our stuff threw it temporarily in storage while we were waiting for the paperwork to clear for us moving and we actually stayed with my aunt for a little bit because it was just so bad and my mom was there when she um when she was at my we were at my aunt's house and she was asleep she had a dream about some woman there and she was pretty much saying that she doesn't want us to come back and all this stuff so it even like attacked us even though we were far away mm-hmm. so i'm like it's like this stuff is like really insane so when we ended up leaving my mom ended up telling me she's like when we got there she's i saw stuff and she said that you know that there was like some things that suggested it was some type of like a cult or work or like a cult stuff like all these like drawings and words and she said but she didn't tell us she said she just came and she thought she cleansed the place properly and had her um great uncle well her third well my my grandfather's cousin come in came in and he's a um pastor he blessed the place but he said you know he can't promise that it's not going to try to return in which it did but it was just like whatever it was mom told me when she told me like what it was like whoever it was it could have been trying to keep whatever it is at bay what you were telling me they could have just been trying to I guess protect themselves but it was just 
it was just horrible. Like that's probably like the worst experience that I've had. Like I said, I'm not really open to things like that as much as my sister and my mom are. Like they experience a lot of things too, but uh, I'm not going to speak on their experiences because I didn't ask them if I could. So I just thought I'd speak on my own, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely some bad juju with gumbo there yeah i think it was the whole street because this one black guy he would just like he would knock on our back door and we would never let him in he would just be on there his girlfriend came running across the street saying please don't take my man i'm like girl we are not a jolene go home <laughs> <laughs> i was like please go home like leave us alone <laughs> why don't you take him with you like he is over here I don't even know like I mean I'm not gonna lie like when the whole thing with the guy next door cheating with his girlfriend wasn't funny by any means but we had this neighbor and it was just he came and he he was like a gossip he, it was how he was knocking on the back door saying y'all need to come out here and it's on and popping and <laughs> this girl was like fighting her boyfriend because he was cheating with the girl next door I'm like I mean cheating is bad anyway but if you're gonna do it don't do it with the person that's literally like across across the way yeah, but then you don't get those funny stories you see on TV shows and movies. Though. That's very true. And also, I'm thinking that your entire street, with uh, with the exception of um, your family, was on drugs. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if they were on drugs or not, but it's, it, it, something was going on. Something they were Jeff definitely drinking that Kool Aid. We were not because I I don't know. Then like we had a cat, like she would just like stare because you know cats can see things and. She was just like stare off and like she would just, you know, just be super weird. And even then, like we recently drove past that place and even today they can't get anyone to stay in it. Mm-hmm. Wow. That says a lot. I really just need to burn sage in it for like a year. And... They need to burn it to the ground. <laughs> and where was this house located? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'll tell y'all. I'll tell y'all off the record. I don't want to be. I don't want them to be like you're preventing us from selling so, this home because your stories and your lies. Some people are going to be like, I'm going to rent this place and I'm going to ghost hunt it. I mean, <laughs> buddy, might some break soul, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was just. Oh my gosh, it was just. It was. It was probably one of the most like. It's just it is just like experience like this is like the side effects from it, not even just like seeing anything. It is that is definitely like extremely weird that like half the block was like getting all messed up because of it. They were that's why I said I think it I was definitely bad, but like it was just like I just saw how it affected everyone. Like it had everyone like um arguing like people who were close it was actually dividing up relationships and like like i said like me and i were like i was a normal teenager so we argued but like it was to the point where it was like getting like really really bad and after we left there it wasn't ever that bad again it was just like there was just like they whatever was there was thriving on breaking up close relationships mm-hmm. um, maybe there was just like that whole strip at some point was just like like a bunch of brothels or or something to that nature and all they did was just constantly break up marriages and it kind of just they stayed <laughs> i mean it could be i don't know but i just know that it was it was weird like you know especially like you know with because we moved in we would literally see how happy they were like sometimes my mom was like um at work and like the school teachers would be home They're like hey you can come and sit with us you won't be at home you know by yourself blah 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 whatever 
and I'll go and they would be so happy and like all of a sudden they just start like it was like or they will start with like with like screaming matches and then they started getting physical they're out there actually with bats and stuff I'm like how do y'all how did it escalate this far and it was okay that's just a one-off they probably were just crazy but then my friend that moved and I knew her for for um since middle school and at this time we were in high school so I knew her for at least maybe like four or five years and I knew her family I knew they weren't like that and that's when I kind of started you know questioning and putting two and two together and now you're like man I could have written it wrote wrote this as a movie and I could have made all the money the purge has made (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean I I guess I don't really like to like talk about it because it's just like it's so weird and plus like you know people are skeptics so you know but here we don't we we try not to be like that we try to keep an open mind yeah absolutely I mean oh sorry oh no you're good (laughs) I go ahead, Sarah. Well, I haven't had anything like you know to the, I guess monument of the whole like block being affected. But I could say um, when I used to live with um, you know someone, and there were other people that lived in the building. I mm-hmm. like. I don't know. I felt like it was always cold there, and I just like always had a bad feeling and. Mm-hmm. I can't explain it, but like, I was so glad when I moved out of there. I just, you know, like I'm, I'm, I don't like to think I'm a skeptic. I like to think that these things are real. So like, I do feel like, you know, energy is left behind, like from people. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It just doesn't disappear. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the role of, uh, of the universe. Mm -hmm. Energy just does not disappear. Mm -hmm. Go somewhere. Um, it can stay behind. It can take different forms, so forth, so on. But was in this place that you were saying that was it like in your place specifically? You're feeling this, or was it like out in the hall, like near a particular like apartment or something? Or I would say, well, it was a house made into like an apartment, essentially. Like, okay, had um two other roommates, like who were couples and whatnot. Um, and I just feel like there was a cellar underneath us and I felt like I, every time I like saw that door, I just was like, Oh my God, I'm never going down there. Cause it just mm-hmm. gave like, the, I mean, you know, obviously cellars are creepy anyways, but just like, I don't know. Whenever I was in that room, I did like feel very uneasy and I don't know. It was definitely like always super cold in near that area. And, you know, even like in the summertime when, you know, we only had window units and it would be like sweltering hot in like our room, like that one area, I was like, "Mm, this doesn't seem right. (laughs) Oh yeah. Most definitely. It sounds like it definitely may have been like an energy there and like, yeah. If you're if you're not if you're open to it, like you know, your body will let you know when it sends some type of energy because that's what it what it is essentially is energy. Um, it, Matt, with cold spots, it's kind of yeah. like that energy is kind of sucking the heat out of the air. That's why you yeah get that that one spot. Like sometimes it could just be like kind of a floating spot. So it could be like at say chest level or head level. You can yeah. kind of go underneath it. It's it's warm room temperature mm-hmm. put your hand above it it's like warm room temperature but in that one particular spot uh i mean it could be a, like 
much bigger than that, but mm-hmm. there's been some stories of it just being like one particular spot of like chest or head level and it's like freezing cold, but everywhere around it, it's like, okay, um, it's definitely there. I'm going to go over here now. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, man, let me just flash back to that moment. <laughs> yeah. um, Matt, I don't know. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say our um, our previous place of employment. Just you know, for yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I don't know if you ever experienced anything there. But I did. Like we actually called it the Phantom of Bleep 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 because. <laughs> Um, we actually called the fandom of you know where we worked because like it would just like come back and it would like we would be sitting there and it would like yank the back of our chair when we turn around and we'll be there of course um, and then like it would also like be in the bathroom and stuff you can be sitting there in the bathroom and all sensors will go off by themselves did you ever experience anything like that no generally if I was in the bathroom somehow I would walk quick enough to because remember they had the the motion sensor lights or whatever yeah i could walk quick enough past them where it doesn't detect me mm-hmm. and it would shut off while i'm in the bathroom using it oh after my just like a couple minutes or so and i'm just like i know i'm not that thin <laughs> <laughs> i'm not paper thin you should have detected me moving past you uh i think there was like a there was a lot of things in that building that were not you know working properly to begin with yes <laughs> i i hate those restrooms that have the ba- lights that turn off automatically they had those in high school and it would be so horrible like if you're in a restroom and like they'll just shut off like you're just sitting there on the toilet with the dark i'm just like oh, no. talk about anxiety being on TV. especially especially when you're you know your high school's ph and you're like Oh gosh, am I getting shot or stabbed today? <laughs> the bathrooms have off. no doors there, so it's just like you know, it's just a corner you turn, and that's it. Yeah, because you went, you went to the new building. I did, I did yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They were my last years when they were building the new building. Um, I actually had the, the old style campus, and there was like rumors of like Persinger Hall had like a secret room that like the hippie type kids in like the seventies used to sneak off to, uh, um, and stuff like that. And I was just like, kind of want to be here when they tear it down to see if that secret room is actually there and just been walled off. Well, that <laughs> was been stories there. <laughs> yeah. There's always been like, there's rumors. Like, I don't even know why who started this rumor, but like they, they were like saying there was a rumor that there's like a secret floor with a pool, um, there. And I'm like, I never heard that one. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I mean, it's like, guys, you don't want to wear that pool and not be able to be above us because it would leak. Like, you know, there's no way to be able to do that. Oh, with, with, yeah, with the way those buildings were. Yeah. <laughs> well, because um, I think probably by the time, because, you know, we have a, we have a defined age gap. Um, between when we went to high school at the same place. Um, the building when you went there was actually completed, right? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. the building was complete my first year there. Yeah, because I, I went in there like once. Uh, um, and uh, it was definitely different because they built it over top of uh, Parsons Halls where they started like the main, the mm-hmm. main building. And... Um, 
Yeah, there there was definitely no signs anywhere I could tell of a uh, of a like a pull or something. But there were certain things where like the building was kind of cut into like the hillside and whatnot, and mm. uh, that could possibly been a walled off like room or something like that. And that's what I was always curious about because we always kept hearing stories that oh yeah, you know, like especially like from Pers- uh, Persinger Hall, it was like okay. That's the only place that it could logically be. I, you know, I kind of want to be there when they tear that wall down just to see if there's like a hidden it's, room. In yeah, there. all the rumors were true. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I was not there when they did it. And I never heard if anybody found a secret room or anything. <laughs> if they did, they probably wouldn't say anything. It's like, oh, huh, huh, huh. Oh, that's where that class disappeared to. Um, they're still there. Let's not let's not talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of them still had a cigarette in his uh, jaw. Uh, it's not really a mouth anymore. But uh... <laughs> no, um, there was probably some because I mean that that school's been there for like a very long time. Uh, I can't remember when it when it was supposedly built, but I believe it was there when uh, when my mom was uh, was a kid. Yeah, I know like, all of my dad's side family they went to the old campus too. So that old campus was around for a long time. But I think both of the local high school campuses they done a really good job of rebuilding them. Yeah, they. They put a lot of money and effort into it. And I think it works. And with, especially with PH, that they actually named the hallways after the old hall buildings. They was did. pretty cool. Because, uh, like, yeah, at least, you know, they're honoring the past. But I always got this, like, because it was this open, like, college campus style thing. And you definitely would have loved how open it was and everything. I would have definitely wanted that. I, I was building like, the building really... out in the open. Yeah, I was really bummed when it was kind of just like this one colossal, like just like mass of a building. Like we saw the plans and we saw them building it, and we're just like, we are so glad that we're graduating because this just reminds us. Oh right, high school's a prison, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's what it felt like, especially with the tiny windows; they barely opened. Oh, <laughs> uh, our windows were like those old. Uh old ones with like the crank uh the crank kind of thing <laughs> oh goodness see ours was just like you know um ours is just like you know they kind of opened up a little bit but barely um so like when you made that joke earlier about like you know me like ready to jump out the window so i wouldn't have been able to do that <laughs> if i wanted to <laughs> Uh, if you were scared enough, you would have figured it out. Trust I, me. Yeah, <laughs> there was there just been a a, a brie shaped uh, <laughs> yeah like, hole in the wall, Scooby Doo style. Or something. Yes, because yeah, there was times because I mean I had been there like so early in the morning before a lot of like the teachers and um, security had gotten there, and it was pretty mm-hmm. dead and empty. I'd been there really late at night before, and when it's that empty especially with the old style campus. Um, some of those buildings, it felt rather kind of, kind of creepy to be oh, honest. Yeah, most definitely. I, I enjoyed it because there was no, there was not crowded hallways or anything, um, but it still had that kind of creepiness to it. Like 
I don't want to say necessarily it was a presence because I didn't really feel necessarily a present, just this creep factor to it. Like uh, you're in Resident Evil and you're just waiting for something to pop out. <laughs> exactly. PTSD. That <laughs> that game always got me. <laughs> I I none of the games ever actually like scared me. Silent Hill mm. never scared me. But oh. when the third third um Resident Evil came out, Nemesis, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there was this there was this very clear role in the previous two. You go to the stairs. You go behind a door. Zombies can't follow you. Monsters can't follow you. It was a yeah. solid role. Me and my brother are playing Resident Evil 3 at, late at night when it first comes out. Nemesis comes. Like, oh, okay, there's some stairs. We'll go there. We go there. We go behind a door. And the next thing we hear, uh, just so loudly on the TV, and we weren't expecting it, is Nemesis followed us up the stairs in the hallway. And it's just like, he just starts yelling stars and made both of us jump because we were still basing it off the roles of the original. They can't follow right. you. And we weren't expecting it. And he just like jump scared us <laughs> just barreling down the hallway. Yeah. I mean, the, I feels like, you know, the newer ones, like, I mean, they're pretty creepy. Like I would say resident evil four got me like, cause of the, overall feel of it and like you know like you said the zombies like in three can you know they have less limitations i mean honestly in four i don't think there was limitations <laughs> yeah <laughs> no all they could almost are chase the you table. across the map <laughs> yeah they sure could <laughs> I didn't play the games, but I used to watch my brother, and I was like, you know, I should have been watching that stuff when I was younger, but, you know, whatever. I always liked creepy things. Same here. I watched my cousin play, like, uh, Resident Evil, Metal Gear, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I watched him play so much stuff. Like, that's why now I'm just having this, like, what's that noise? Right? I don't know. It's not me. I think that's my cord kind of. Okay. Oh, uh, snap. Is is there an apparition with us? (laughs) No, my, uh, well, I have my head, I have my headphones plugged into the microphone so I can better hear and sound. And yeah, I think I was moving the uh, cord and I think it was kind of still kind of shaking and vibrating. (laughs) So I know the pop filter doesn't block anything that's that close to the mic. (laughs) Well, that's okay. (laughs) I was like, what's that? Yeah, so um, we we probably need to go ahead and wrap up the episode because it's been long, but but yeah, this is so... a record-breaking lo- length of an episode too. We just, I guess, like to talk. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they know this oh, by oh, now. Oh wait, like... yeah. There's one thing you guys didn't do. Oh, you did not mention um, supernatural. This <laughs> is true. The actual, it physically hurt me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can like... hear it in your voice. You're trying not to weep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mentioned it in the beginning, though, because you said that you liked long, long walks on the beach. And I said, like, any Dean fan would be happy to hear that because that that's that what true. he said. Right. But like, actually, on recording. Yeah, I, I did say it once. <laughs> 
yes yes but this episode has been so much fun guys yes it has and i hope all of you guys enjoyed it i know it's a super long Mm -hmm. like matt said it's a record-breaking episode (laughs) but we went over a lot like went over the history of the exchange hotel which was very very interesting Mm -hmm. Um, we went over matt's experiences his sister's experiences there while they were ghost hunting which was really cool we even went over some personal you know experiences you know in different Mm -hmm. places so i think this was like a really fun-filled episode so yeah it was a long one but it was really meaty yeah i mean i like to think that people who are listening you know can connect the dots with maybe their experiences and be like hey like this happened to me and you know Mm -hmm. like now i don't feel so like alone you know like i really you know, have not been a skeptic and like, it's been hard to find people like that. So, I mean, I, I hope that they take that away from this experience. Yeah. Almost, go ahead, Matt. Yeah. And I mean, the best way to look at it, if you're having these kind of experiences, it is perfectly fine to be open-minded towards, towards it. It's perfectly mm-hmm. fine to be skeptical towards it. Mm-hmm. If you can eliminate like some of the stuff that we were talking about, if you can eliminate possibilities of like okay it's you know unshielded wiring mm-hmm. um that can cause it you know you're standing under an ac vent like poor Gus and psych was <laughs> you know kind of you know it it's healthy to have a balance between the between the both um there's an old saying don't be so open-minded your brains fall out don't be so close yes i love that in. yeah um, so so kind of have a healthy balance because i mean mm-hmm if you stub your toe, but you don't see what's there, you probably stubbed it on the, you know, on the floor, but, mm-hmm. you know, still keeping in mind that maybe you kicked whatever you actually stumbled over. So right. just kind of keep that, that balance when you go into it, because some things you can explain, but if you can't, like, uh, like a lot of ghost hunters do, um, especially like on uh, the TAPS group from the show Ghost Hunters, they would mm-hmm. go in, um, they had, you know, a lot of experience with plumbing and electricity and things like that. So mm-hmm. they would test all these things and whatever they couldn't rule out um, based on, you know, physical things happening, you know, AC vents, things like that. Mm-hmm. They could rule, okay, there's something definitely going on here. Um, right. And you can kind of look into it. If you get names like I did with Seth, the mm-hmm. um, people that run the place never even heard that name and they pull up the records bam there was a soldier who died on the property yes Um, yeah it was all right so let's go ahead and um, wrap up this episode that will definitely Mm -hmm. have you on for a future episode um at some point in the upcoming weeks like i said that kind of do want to get like a lot of content out this month since i since we kind of got to jump on the podcast so late but um, I still have to kind of figure out that balance and so maybe you guys can help me with that. But mm-hmm. for this episode, we probably should go ahead and um, uh, wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, indeed. All right. So any, any final words, Matt? Um, just, just, you know, investigate. And if you can't explain it, then it's possible that there's something going on. Um, but have you know have fun with it if it freaks you out way too much you know grab a buddy um or make like brianna and there's a you know if even if there's a wall there 
make a uh, <laughs> a human shaped you know hole like like on a Scooby Doo episode. <laughs> yes. Get out of there if you feel yes. unsafe because uh, yes. you don't want to accidentally you know, get hurt. Because if you're freaking out too much, you know accidents can happen, and mm-hmm. you don't want to put yourself in any type of danger for this kind of stuff. Like Brianna yeah. said in previous episodes with like those mm-hmm. rituals and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you definitely just- don't want to do that fun it's a good experience (laughs) yes and so do you have any last words um i mean i definitely agree with you guys um you know like it's good to stay open-minded and i like the idea of doing the research like you know different things like emf or the spirit box i mean you know those things can definitely um help you you know know it's not your imagination um and i would just say that this has been very educational and um as always just super fun to just talk about you know like experiences we've had like now hearing what matt like investigating this in real time has you've had that's that was super cool and um yeah i don't really know what else to say i've I've just really enjoyed this and Everything you guys said, I feel the same exact way. Like, don't mess. If you must dabble in things that you don't understand, do not right. do it while you don't understand. Wait until you do some, at least somewhat understand. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed listening. I'm um, hearing about the Exchange Hotel. And mm-hmm. so we're definitely going to have Matt back on for a future episode at some point. And Matt, if I do get any inquiries about your singles ad, um, I will most definitely <laughs> let you know. <laughs> right. Remember especially like, if someone's like, I'm a Dean fan. <laughs> you're gonna have legions you're gonna have legions of women after you now <laughs> right i, I, I mean, I mean i'm single babes so will that's be perfectly fine <laughs> yeah, single and looking to mingle looking for long walks on the beach <laughs> right but i don't think he's aquarius he's not an aquarius though but you know mm, yeah no, I, I i totally do fit in with the whole like concept of you know what we're talking about i'm on the scorpio side so the dark mysterious kind of thing <laughs> yeah my rising sign scorpio so i feel that <laughs> <laughs> i hate scorpios <laughs> oh thanks <laughs> <laughs> i, she, I know i know i'm just messing with you of the episode to say she hates scorpios <laughs> right after we just like talked about being scorpios i don't know like you say you love us but uh that just felt like you uh planned that <laughs> She's, she's got it on a post-it note right there on her screen. She's like, I need to say this. It's my time. Right. To yes, I just need to get out. <laughs> I no. can't hold it in any longer. <laughs> I can't fight this feeling, feeling anymore. anymore. <laughs> you know, I was singing that at work, like, practically for 30 minutes. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> yes. That happens. I forgot what song was stuck in my head the other day. I forgot what it was, but... It happens to me all the time. Mm-hmm. But guys, this has been Beyond the Bizarre. So before we start on another tangent, I'm going to go ahead and yeah. go Yes, but, guys. <laughs> yes, this has been Beyond the Bizarre. Thank you guys so much for listening. Mm-hmm. Um, stay bizarre and come back next week for another episode. Carry on, guys. And um, have fun with the, uh, your spooky adventures and research and whatnot. Good night, everyone. It was great being on here. And like I said, 
if you're going to do it, be safe. Don't put yourself in any danger. Grab a buddy, make them, make them scared with you. <laughs> yes, that's always the way to do it. Mm-hmm. All right. You have a good night, guys. Have a good night. Bye. Have a good night, everyone. Bye. Bye.